Hello, world. I'm Greg Batten. Stand by for well news and stuff right after this. Well, have you done it yet today? Read your Bible? Do you do that seven days a week? How about prayer, especially with others? Have you got that done today? Well, you're doing all right. Have you been able to serve mankind so far? I mean, that's really a key to our Christian walk, isn't it? One of the reasons you're still here. I mean, in the church, outside of the church, wherever God would direct, you are serving one of the most important parts of that Christian walk, serving. And then, of course, you're hanging around other believers. That's how you grow. There's good ones out there everywhere. Hang around the world, you become like the world. So important. Those are your people, Christians. Oh, you can go out and fellowship with all kinds of other people, but make sure you're geared up and you keep hanging around Christians. And hey, the most important part, I believe, of your regular Christian walk is to be involved in a good Bible-believing, Bible-teaching church that will hold you accountable and direct your path. Oh, it's good to be a Christian. What in the world is going on? Just hard to ignore all of those people killed in an earthquake. The number of people confirmed dead from a 7.8 magnitude earthquake that rocked Syria and Turkey has risen now to over 5,000 people today as more bodies recovered from the rubble and the destroyed buildings. Survivors cried out for help from under piles of debris as first responders grappled with rain and snow. The region continued to deal with seismic activity, including one jolt nearly as powerful as the initial earthquake. Pray for those. Turkey, Syria. Now you seem, now you don't. North Korea's capital expected to hold a mass military parade sometime this week, but the country's leader, Kim Jong-un, remember him from the days of Donald Trump? He hasn't been seen in public for the last 30 days. And you know what they're thinking. Kim's previous prolonged disappearance have provoked speculation that he's dead. His longest ever break from public appearance was in 2014. Then he wasn't seen for 40 days. The parade going to celebrate 75 years since the founding of the Korean People's Army. It's expected to be held today or tomorrow. It remains to be seen whether Kim will be seen. Well, what happened here? A Georgia sheriff's deputy, a recruit, was fired and arrested after beating up an inmate at the jail in Cobb County. Deputy recruit Jacqueline Brown, 25 years old, placed behind bars at the very same jail where he worked just hours before. Brown was charged with battery in violation of the oath of office, according to the sheriff's office. We will not tolerate abuse of power. We will uphold laws equally and fairly. Okay. I wonder how much of the Disney operation old Walt, if he were alive, would recognize today. A reboot of the Disney show, The Proud Family, is receiving a great deal of backlash over a rap in a recent episode of the cartoon featuring kids who were singing about slavery and reparations. Disney arguing that America owes black Americans because America still has not atoned for its systematic prejudice, racism, and white supremacy. Where's my... This country was built on slavery, which means slaves built this country. So the song continually repeats, The proud family, louder and prouder. Wow. 
The descendants of slaves continue to build it. Slaves built this country, and we, the descendants of slaves in America, have earned reparations for their suffering and continue to earn reparations every moment we spend submerged in this systematic prejudice, racism, and white supremacy that America was founded on and still has not atoned for. That's a song? What in the world is going on? Oh, Grandma's America. It is long. Disney? Give me a break. Costa Rica's government said on Monday that China apologized for a intel operation flying over the Central American country's airspace. Boy, they're doing a lot of apologizing or denying, aren't they? The incident came after a separate Chinese spy balloon traveled across America, prompting criticism of China as well as the Biden administration for not taking this thing down a whole lot sooner. And what's China saying? China continues to insist in all of these cases that these balloons are primarily for weather studies and they were accidents and what a bunch of... Meanwhile, the White House press secretary... She is the press secretary. Corinne Jean-Pierre, that poor soul, blasted again yesterday after she tried to explain the revelation that there had been three, three Chinese spy balloons during the Trump administration. Kind of a comeback for Biden doing nothing. A defense official said on Saturday that there had been three instances of Chinese spy balloons that briefly traveled over the country during Donald Trump's time in office. Trump and his top defense and national security officials said there was never any briefing on any Chinese spy flights during the Trump tenure. During the White House press briefing, a reporter asked Jean-Pierre, how is it possible that this administration discovered at least three previous balloons that flew over this country under the previous administration and that Donald Trump did not know it? She offered a really bizarre response. We'll not get into that. And anyway, they're saying this lady is, uh, oh, never mind about that one. The press corps can get nasty here. Meanwhile, Sleepy Joe and the team would not say that the president is concerned, if he's concerned, of any potential intelligence taken by the Chinese spy balloon surveillance equipment being in Beijing's hands. Well, Joe doesn't say much about anything, ever. So what's this mail-in president going to talk about? They say that Americans want to hear about inflation and the war in Ukraine as being top issues. They would like to hear the president address these things tonight. I would like for you to explain, sir, why the American people are paying $6 a dozen for eggs, one man said in Nashville. It isn't because of the bird flu, but you know it. It is because of other issues that your administration refuses to address. Biden's going to deliver the State of the Union with an approval rating of 45%. Ha ha, according to a new Fox News poll. The commander-in-chief started his third year in office with fewer than half approving of how he's handling inflation, border security, which is non-existent, the economy, and Russia's invasion of Ukraine. I'm sure you heard about this one. Federal authorities announced yesterday that they had stopped an alleged plan to bring down Baltimore's power grid using assault weapons. A neo-Nazi leader and a Maryland woman 
arrested last week for allegedly conspiring to attack five substations in the area, wanting to shut the whole place down. There were 171 disturbances traced back to people last year in America compared to 99 in 2021, according to the Department of Energy. They're doing their thing. We'll see. Well, you wanted our thoughts. You noticed how bizarre, at least hearing how bizarre the Grammys were when the queer singer Sam Smith said it's going to be really special and then CBS declared that it was ready to worship. What an event. What a scary happening. Smith, who actually identifies as non-binary, and Kim Petras, who identifies as a transgender woman, won the Grammy for the Best Pop Duo performance in the song called Unholy. They gave two very demonic-appearing performances at the Grammys. Senator Ted Cruz described the whole thing as evil, while anybody with half a brain would. CBS is talking about worshiping at a Grammys, raised eyebrows all over the place. You don't have to say the entertainment industry is satanic. They're doing it for you, said Jillian Anderson. Blaze's Jessica O'Donnell tweeted, this is a sick thing. CBS tweeted at Sam Smith that it was ready to worship just before he performed his satanic ritual. Ah, it's the new America, a demonic flood of evil in music. What else is happening? Let's do something different. Let's just move. In the years following the pandemic, more and more Americans seeking their ideal life. Really? I can only be found in Jesus Christ, but that's another story. Whether you're looking at a career change, maybe a new haircut, a new city, the time to go after it might be now. If you're considering moving, you're not alone. According to the latest study, 40% what of Americans are contemplating a new location, different place to live. If you're among those making a move this year, you may want to consider the number one place in America, and I find this hard to believe. It's only a couple of hours away. Ann Arbor, Michigan, home to a vibrant culinary scene, growing technology, the University of Michigan, wow, called the Tree Town, well-designed rail systems, a passion for the arts, worldly restaurants, plus friendly, smart residents who are civically engaged. The number one reason why Ann Arbor, Michigan is number one in America. I just find that hard to believe. But then what do I know? What else is happening? The National Enquirer. I remember that as a kid. Been around a long time. I guess it's going to be sold. They've been trying to sell it for four years. Dell, the computer people, they're laying off 6,650 people. That's only about 5% of the staff. After demand for their PCs plunged last year. I thought everything was great in America. Hasn't been this good for 50 years. Tell the Dell employees that one. And finally, who said that? My idea of a Super Bowl is a toilet that cleans itself. Oh, this is good. It's not that Christians want to shove Jesus down your throat. But man, if you knew... If you knew how he can transform you, how he can take away all that bitterness, all that sorrow, all that hurt, all that depression and anxiety, 
We boast about our Lord because he is mighty. What an awesome God. And one more from Pet Lovers. A dog might destroy your shoes, but he will never break your heart. Oh, I like it. Where's my Bible? Life 101, right after this important message. Well, next week this time, we're going to be packing our bags and heading down to Niceville, Florida. I wonder if it's nice down there. Oh, Southwest Radio Church, we're going to have one of those Clarity in the Chaos conferences. It's going to be a great time. Spend a couple of days there and then head to uh, the Tri-City Airport, Tri-Cities, Tennessee, for the big share thon at 91.5 WHCB. That's going to be, as usual, a wonderful I love these times. Look forward to it every spring and fall, getting together with the good folks there at 91.5. Hey, before we get started there, we're going to be with Mark Ferguson up at Cedarview Christian School in, in Kingsport, Tennessee. And because of safety issues, several of you like to come hear us in chapel. Golly whiz, we can't do that. Hey, you could come down to, uh, on that following Sunday, you could come down to uh, Elizabethan, Tennessee, First Free Will Baptist Church. We're going to be there morning and night with Pastor Nathan Jennings and our buddy Grady Holder in the team. And then we get to fly home for a couple of days before we drive, kind of drive the scenic highway back, back down to Johnson City at Boone's Creek Bible Church with Dale Cunningham and, again, the Southwest Radio Church team. Gee, it's going to be busy, but we just pray God uses that, that souls are saved, lives are changed, and we're going to be different after all of this. I just want to say how excited I am to know you're on board as a prayer warrior, a team player here, Greg Patton Ministries. So much happening. Thank you for your part. And the Bible says in 2 Corinthians 2.11, lest Satan should get an advantage of us, for we are not ignorant of his devices. Really? You think that's true? Everything going wrong in your world is because of selfism. It really is. Always has been. Always will be. And the other has to do with your mind. The Bible says in Proverbs 23.7, as a man, woman, child thinketh, in his or her heart, so is he. What are you today? I continue to ask audiences across America, what are you thinking? It was December 7th, 1941. Picture perfect postcard day. Light northeast trade winds played over the peaceful South Pacific Harbor as an armada of cumulus clouds sailed proudly overhead. What a day to be alive! Our sailors from the United States stationed there yawned and stretched to greet a lazy Sunday morning. This idyllic setting seemed the least likely place in all the world for a major war to start. But at five minutes before eight o'clock, the calm, blanketing Pearl Harbor was slashed by the ruthless propellers of enemy warplanes. Here they come, one by one. In a carefully planned strategy, 190 Japanese airplanes from six aircraft carriers swooped down from the clouds, diving to make their attack in coordinated waves of strafing and bombing. Around the island, 25 submarines waited to pick off survivors of the air attack. 
while several two-man subs infiltrated the harbor to finish the crippled U.S. fleet. It's the end. When the enemy strike force returned to the carriers and the smoke of the battle cleared, 2,113 Navy men and Marines were dead, another 987 wounded. How could this be? The enemy's strategy had been meticulously planned, carefully coordinated, almost flawlessly executed, was it not? With a loss of 29 planes, 5 miniature subs, and 64 men, the Japanese had sunk four U.S. battleships, badly damaged three more, and wounded an eighth. There was also demolishing of two destroyers, and blew the bow off of a third one while putting several other warships permanently or temporarily out of commission. Wow. You want to know something, my friend? As a Christian, a born-again believer, you, you, Wake up to Pearl Harbor every day in your own mind, every morning. It doesn't take place there in the island of Hawaii, in the South Pacific. No, Satan and his demons sets his sights on a very small place, a very small harbor where your thoughts and beliefs and attitudes of life are stationed. You and I think we are safe. On any given day, Satan can launch a surprise attack that within minutes can torpedo your testimony, ruin your character, and sink your spiritual life. Do you believe that? The warning Peter gives us concerning Satan reveals something of the enemy's strategy. You need to memorize it, First Peter 5.8. You probably heard it and heard it again, but uh, it's so good. Hey, be sober, be vigilant. Your adversary, the devil, Satan, he's prowling around like a roaring lion, seeking whom he may devour. Satan is both relentless and ruthless. He not only prowls, he devours, my friend. Consequently, you should keep your eyes peeled on his wanderings and your ears perked to his roarings. Once he's sighted, you better brace yourself for an attack. Ephesians six ten through 18, you need to put on the whole armor of God that you're going to be able to stand today, stand against his schemes, his plans. The word schemes in verse 11 is translated methodia in the Greek. From this, we get our word method. If the devil is our adversary, as 1 Peter 5, 8 says that he is, then would it stand to reason that he is going to attack? And if he is going to attack you, doesn't it further stand to reason that he'll have a, a plan? He does. I believe he has a plan for every city, every church, every family. I think there's a scheme out there. I think there's a strategy out there. And his strategy is to get your mind into the lull of laziness, mediocrity, the blunt edge of your thinking, to cloud your thinking, or to have you at a point of really no concern. There he is, and that's what he's doing today. I know you know the name C.S. Lewis. Have you ever read any of his works? In what many consider his most famous called the Screwtape Letters, Lewis created a fictitious correspondence between an elderly devil, Screwtape, and his young nephew, Wormwood. Screwtape's counsel to the eager Wormwood reveals something of the true scheme of Satan in the world today. You will say that these are very small sins, and doubtless, like all young tempters, you are anxious to be able to report spectacular wickedness. But do remember, 
The only thing that matters is the extent to which you separate the man from the enemy. It does not matter how small the sins are, provided they are cumulative. In other words, they're all added up into one to edge the man away from the light and out into nothing. Murder is no better than cards, if cards do the trick. Indeed, the safest road to hell is a gradual one. The gentle slope, the soft underfoot, without sudden turnings, without milestones, without signpost. Is there something in your life that is distancing you from God, inching you away from the light? It may be something small. It may be something good. It may even be religious. But if it's a wedge, it will put an empty space between you and the Lord Jesus Christ. With a bright ray of revelation, Paul pierces the clouds to show us where the battle really is. Our struggle's not against flesh and blood. No, it's not. It's against the rulers, against the powers, against all of those bad, wicked forces of darkness out there. A spiritual wickedness in high places, heavenly places. Whether between nations, we got that today, or neighbors, battles on earth are only muted shadows from a larger spiritual battlefield. War on the saints, the spiritual forces of wickedness in heavenly places. The spiritual battle is real, my friend. You're in it right now. That's where eternity is won or lost. Not at the Battle of the Bulge, Normandy, Pearl Harbor, no, no, no. Today, because of the spiritual battle being invisible and therefore often inconspicuous, we're sometimes ignorant altogether, and we violate 2 Corinthians 2.11. We are ignorant, and Paul warns the church today to forgive a repentant sinner and reaffirm their love for him in order that there's no advantage taken to us by Satan. For we, and we need to say it together, are not ignorant of his schemes, his devices. You know, essentially, we tend to be shaped by what our minds think about most often. Yeah, as a man thinketh in his heart, that's what he is. If you always think about yourself, you'll probably become an egotist. If you think about material things all the time, you're going to become very materialistic. If you dwell on your fears, doubtless you'll grow up paranoid. If on other people's mistakes or wrongs, you're going to become bitter. But imagine, just imagine for a moment what life would be like if your thoughts focused not on bitterness, but on the forgiveness of Jesus Christ. Not on your fears, but on the hope you have in Jesus. Not on selfish accumulation of things, but on unselfishness of the Savior, not on exalted thoughts about you, but on his lowliness. May I lift the shade of your personal thoughts and take a peek? What clutters your mind today? Work, worries. Why not have a, a garage sale and get rid of the junk and rearrange all of that mental stuff in your mind around Jesus Christ? It's a great way to win. It's a great way to live, actually. It's a great way to die. The enemy, he's real. Do not be ignorant of his devices. And ultimately, it starts with getting saved. Ever done that? For whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Nothing more important in all the world than knowing that you are a child of God. And finally, a thought or two 
and I'm not sure what it is. Every now and then I have one of those days. New research today suggests that drinking coffee, and oh, I drink a lot of it, drinking coffee in the morning helps others live longer. <laughs> and you know, I, I wake up with a good attitude every day, and then idiots happen all around me. <laughs> <laughs> I told you it's one of those. I think I love you. Had my say for another day. That's the way it is. February the 7th. That's a Tuesday, February the 7th, 2023. God bless. Enjoy the remainder of your day.